Hey, it's McKayla of the Mad Music Podcast. I'm with my lovely co-hosts, Ama and Dami. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Hope everybody is having good weeks, good summer, staying cool. It's been hot mm-hmm. on the East yeah. Coast. We've been having some heat waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to hear nobody complaining because in the earliest summer, ever like, where's summer? Ain't no summer. Right, right. <laughs> now you got exactly, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But stay safe as always. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get into our chokeholds. What What have y'all been listening to these past couple days or what has has been choking y'all been in a hip-hop mood of course and you know we're talking about the later half of the hip-hop years and of course i had to bring up one of the most influential female hip-hop artists at least within the past 10-15 years i gotta go with Nicki minaj well this is this a barbie song nah this is (laughs) this is truffle butter y'all remember truffle butter oh yeah you know <laughs> yes, yep. this is on her deluxe version, and like this song yes. was a banger. I remember hearing the club was a banger, so yeah, that was my my choco. Damn, that, oh my god, that was a good song. That was, that was a good song. Make it out loud. About you, Alma? What you been listening to? Um, you love me. Ooh, <laughs> It's the Karen Clark Sheer version. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he Loves Me uh, by Jill Scott from her Who is Jill Scott debut album. I mean, mm. come on. I don't have to say much Classic. about that song. I, that, Classic. It's, it's perfect in every way. Like, Whew. wow. Yes. Jill, you yes. did that. It's such a, it's such a beautiful song. Yeah. <laughs> like, please. So yeah, that's been <laughs> that's been choking me. I've been having that on rotation the past couple weeks, actually. Ooh. Yeah, make you want to love a nigga. It really, <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Like, what? No, it really I does. Love sweet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. a it's sweet, beautiful. such a sweet song. I think it was for her first mm-hmm. husband, right? If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. who was her manager. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. That's why well, it's called what Ezel. Ezel. Yeah. Eli Flat, something like that. Yeah. Wait, yeah. that's his name. Yeah, that's his I name. Ne- I never knew really? what that meant. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's never his name. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so I'm always teaching that. you something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yes, hello. My um, song that I've been listening to is Don't Explain by Nina Simone. Uh, okay. I love Nina. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. You know, her moody self. Mm-hmm. I love her music. <laughs> Um, I was just in the park one day listening to a jazz spot, uh, Spotify playlist and she was on it and I was like sky gazing and then this song was in the background. I was like, wait a minute, what is this song? And it was really like putting me in a mood. Like it's it's a sad song. It's just basically about your man cheating on you, but you don't want to hear it. You like, just don't mm-hmm. explain. Like you don't have to tell me about it. But, like, but the way that she sings it is so like sad, like deep depression in it well um, no nina <laughs> yeah right exactly uh but yeah but um this was actually written by billy holiday and arthur herzog jr and her husband it was about billy's husband jimmy monroe and his like infidelity so mm. yeah, yeah but it's a it's a really good song really good song so Child. definitely recommend that mm. if you're in the mood <laughs> if you're in the mood i'm gonna get you mad just- <laughs> no, for real. Okay. 
All right. Let us know what y'all been listening to. Put y'all on the put on. We'll, you know, shout y'all out. Y'all already know. On to the musical mess. The musical mess. Well, it was brought to us by Ama. Uh, because really? after oh, yes, after our last week when you were talking about um, Tina, so this is from okay. Tina Knowles being divorced from oh, oh. Richard oh, Lawson. Oh, oh. oh my Tina Turner! <laughs> right, it was all oh, over TikTok according to Ama, and now the news has officially been released <laughs> all over the magazines that Tina Knowles, the designer of House of Darion jeans, Wait. and more importantly, the mother to Beyonce and Solange, filed for divorce from actor and Vietnam War veteran after eight years of marriage. Darion, I had Darion jeans. I had a Darion hoodie too, and I'm not trying nothing. She was the designer. And she was their designer. Okay, no, you you clown it right now. Tina yeah. filed last Wednesday cited irreconcilable differences, according to TMZ. She also asked the court to waive any spousal support in either direction. And unlike Tina Turner, she mm-hmm. asked for the court to restore her name back to Celestine Knowles. Okay, she oh, wants her old name. Wow, back. she wants the Knowles. She, she wants her Knowles back. Yeah, she wants her maiden married name. <laughs> Her first married name back. All right. Yeah, she want, that, she want that Lawson off. Um, they began mm-hmm. a relationship in 2013, two years after the divorce from her baby daddy, Matthew Knowles. And they were <laughs> married in April 2015. Um, some may know that they met decades prior to Tina and uh, yeah. prior when Tina was pregnant with Beyonce. They mm-hmm. remained friends throughout the years and then they re- reconnected romantically and she once she took that ring off, she married Richard pretty much. Uh, exactly. Um, when she was on Tamron Hall uh, last April, she spoke about their marriage, saying, "I've known Richard for forty years, and we when we reconnected, it was just wow. I felt like a gift from God." She said, "I really mean wow. that because I prayed after I went through a divorce. It was pretty devastating after thirty three years, and I always planned on if it was in God's plan to get married again." Because I like being married. I like mm-hmm. being in a relationship. But I guess not that bad, y'all, because she's getting a divorce. Ooh. Who okay. filed it? She did. She did. Yeah. I mean, are you surprised? <laughs> I'm not are, are we going to talk about it or are we going to talk about it? I mean, why are, we, why are you not surprised? So I just want to say, oh, yeah, go ahead. Before we get to it, I just want to say, like, yeah. it's just so interesting because I think there was an interview with Richard and he was talking about how like he's been wanting her since like the moment he met her so like mm-hmm. that's the thing like I want her all this time and like for y'all to be y'all know each other all the time and y'all married only for what seven eight years it's like yeah maybe you find out like oh you're not as you're not what I thought you were sometimes yeah. that happens yeah, you have this definitely. like idea of the girl built up in your head you think she's this way and then you really exactly. get to see how she really is and sometimes that yeah. happens Fortunately yeah. and unfortunately. Yeah, sometimes yeah. that happens. I mean, I'm not surprised for the sole reason that TikTok has been talking about this for like the past two, three weeks. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm late because I, I get it through the magazines. Like, right, 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 magazines. The, on, the online <laughs> magazines. Not that and Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ebony Williams. You did Ooh, say that. Williams, if she was here during this time. Girl. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would so I was just casually strolling TikTok a couple weeks ago and like there was this, I can't even remember who it was, but somebody was just talking about like how they were on their way to divorce. And I was just like, mm, 
you know, like there was no proof. Nobody said anything. And mm-hmm. then like two two weeks later, that goes the announcement. And I'm like, damn, how the, how the hell did TikTok get a, a hold of that information? Like, what inside <laughs> sources do they have that Sometimes, Instagram yeah. and Twitter Just doesn't have? Everything to TikTok. Everything. Right. They're like, this and is how you're going to get it out the fastest. Basically. <laughs> basically. And they and they even they alleged back then that it was going to be her who filed divorce, and you know how like they are just unhappy and how like you all of this is allegedly allegedly unhappy and how like um that's why you're not seeing him like go to the concerts or you know make any public appearances. And I saw um who was it? Uh, I think it was Mikkel from the Scorpion Show who said like I knew they I knew something was up when they wasn't on the um the Magic Johnson and Sam oh, Jackson. Yeah, the couple's the trip. trip. They the couple's trip. trip. <laughs> yes. Oh, he yes. Because he was with his wife. And Cookie and Magic Johnson yes. and yes. Samuel L. Jackson and mm-hmm. his wife, Latanya. Yeah. He said, I knew yeah. something wasn't right then because they missing. always be together. They don't miss a trip, a <laughs> right. couple's trip. Okay, on a boat. So what's going they on? They don't miss that. Uh, so, I, guess, I guess the signs were there, but mm, I mean... We we'll never really know the reason why unless Tina literally comes out and say this is why or Richard comes out and say this is why. True. But yeah. I don't think they would ever give us that much. They would talk very speak very high level about it, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. I think they I hope that they will remain friends. I mean they be they began as friends. I think that's always maybe a good yeah. thing of when you do get in a relationship with some people and you are friends with them before, you at least still maybe have that friendship to fall back on. Like y'all still could be maybe or at yeah. least make it cordial. <laughs> make, or make you it know, cordial. at least be cordial. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes it easier to be cordial because like we got a history, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also want to like, bring oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just want to say like and low key, like I'm just proud of I guess how quickly, if it was quickly, that she filed for divorce because it's like after you experience whatever you experience with Matthew, whatever traumatic oh, and, and even divorce with the yes. baby gone kind of stuff, like yes. you know, once you experience a heartbreak like that or something similar, like you know quickly when to exit. I'm not, and it's I'm not, not saying that, that, yeah, right. It's not yeah. saying that Richard cheated. We don't know right. what, what happened, but it's like exactly when something you do not like you not you do not like and you express that to your your spouse and maybe they're not changing or they're not considering the change if mm-hmm. it's time for you to get out you get out you don't want to wait yeah, no. or two so but it's like, it's that grown maybe. woman energy yeah. yeah that too and it's like they don't have any kids it's it's different when you have kids you have a family mm-hmm. that right. you're trying to keep as a unit y'all don't have mm-hmm. no obligations y'all ain't got no grandbabies that y'all share so it's just like you know it's different. It's just different. You don't you don't have that much at stake. And honestly, yeah. I guess also like you once you realize what you won't tolerate, you ain't gonna deal with no anything anymore. So yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Black oh, love oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. sorry. Is that what you're about to talk about? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the, the black love curse continues. Oh, go um, ahead. What was the, what's the black love curse? They said every couple or most of the couples that's been on that Black Love show have got the divorce. Oh my God, we're praying for Viola and her husband, um, Julius. Julius Tennant, I think his name is. Yeah, we're going to pray for everybody else who's still married, y'all. Like, get in couples counseling right now. No more Black Love. Oh, God, that sounds so bad. No more Black Love. The no TV more show. Black Love TV show. Yeah, TV show, TV show, TV show, TV show, TV show. Oh, you will crumble. (laughs) 
Okay, what I've been trying to say though is y'all need to stop throwing things at these artists for real because y'all yes. will get bopped in the head. Okay, hey, y'all will get right bopped. One. Cardi and, right you know, Cardi is that. not shy to go to court. Nope. She she will pay a lawsuit. She will pay a court fee very quickly. And unfortunately, it did look like she hit the wrong girl because of reflexes or whatever. And But still, y'all need to stop throwing stuff at <sighs> I'm not saying that our listeners are those type of people, but just anybody who might have been. Y'all need to stop doing that because that's For so real. freaking rude. Yeah, that's so it rude. rude. It is. Yeah, like, how, what gives you the audacity? What gives you the yeah. audacity? What was the reason? Like, I, what was the reason? Literally. And then I, I saw another video from a different angle, and the girl, like, at right after she threw it, she was like, "I'm sorry." She was saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Like, she was scared. Like, what, what did you? What's going on up in here, girl? Why you? Mm-hmm. You were saying you're sorry, and you are acting all scared, but you decided to throw a drink at a celebrity right. who was only maybe like five or ten feet away from you, right. and with girl. all the security, you ain't think that through, huh? Not at all. And it was very intentional. Like you could see that it was a flick. Yeah. It was like a the maybe flick, someone shoved right. you, and you was like, yeah. oh. like it was like, or just yeah. like an accident. You know how you excited? You like, ah! it right. was none yeah. of that. It right. was none of that. No, she did it intentionally. Mm-hmm. So what you what you thought was gonna happen? Y'all know how Cardi is, girl. Y'all, y'all, I think y'all be forgetting how Cardi is. Y'all be forgetting sometimes. Well, y'all know they just be trying her really easily because they know that she will fight, and so that they can sue her. They can. Well, yeah. You never well, know when well, many people do plot well, like that. So you right. You right. It's, it's y'all. Please. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where it's, I saw people were throwing beer and stuff at Pusha T. It was oh, like Drake fans who was th- yeah. throwing. Like, okay, yes, but the rival in between y'all. Calm down, y'all are just the fans. <laughs> I get stand culture and all that, but at the same time, it's like their beef yeah. ain't got nothing to do with y'all, and they got no. rich people beef at that, so they can afford to do whatever right, they right. want to do. Right <laughs> now, you now you might catch a case and you might get beat up, jumped Come on. just because you want to be a uh, stand. It's right. so crazy. Now they they about to take these drinks away from y'all at these concerts. No, we they gonna dehydrate Yeah, and then we're gonna be falling out because <laughs> mm-hmm. well, you see why? Because y'all don't know how see? to keep the fluids and stuff to yourselves. Like keep the yeah. drugs to yourselves. I told y'all lay off them drugs. <laughs> lay off. Yeah, Dami told y'all last year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she did. Yes, they went from throwing <laughs> that girl who threw a bra at Drake. Now they throw drinks and stuff at people. Lord Jesus. He really has collected those bras, huh? Okay. Hey, he what y'all think about that? He's like 36 L. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, I guess it's a part of that like rock star lifestyle because I think people have done that for years. I've heard other artists say okay. that they've gotten stuff thrown at them on Even stage. Panties. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So I'm when not I want to see um, about that. Burning but Boy the drinks, at, uh, so. Yeah, when I saw Burning Boy at Madison Square Garden, he got about like, 20 bras at the end of his show <laughs> like they constantly to oh, the point he, he hooked them on his belt and he just had it like it was like a skirt of bras I said oh and that's oh, a big one that's the Lane Bryant the Ella that's the Lane Bryant yes y'all got money to be wasting on these people that's never gonna meet y'all right these are not y'all these are not pack of panties okay y'all can't just be throwing these good bras out like that right mm-mm I'm bra and even that, if I'm gonna throw a bra, it's gonna be one that the wire is coming out. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're even the dangerous one. one, the dangerous one, <laughs> stabbing you in your in your chest. <laughs> the the one where you can't find the padding, the padding done slipped out in the washer. 
The mesh uh, holes in it. Yeah. yeah you gonna get that bra. You, you gonna get, get that, that raggedy Ann. The raggedy Ann bra. Yeah. Not the raggedy Ann bra. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. Any other mess y'all seen lately or shall we move on? Uh, nothing. I guess nothing yeah. worth mentioning. Those are the major ones. So. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Let us know if y'all seen anything out there. Um, we're going to move on to the hook. As y'all know, this is part two of... (laughs) We're doing part two of uh, hip-hop. This is our 50th episode. This is our 50th episode! Yeah. Oh my god! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, thank you so much, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, thank you so much. We appreciate y'all, we love y'all. Shout out to my mama! Yes! Everybody out there, thank you God! Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank we made you. it to number 50. Well, as y'all know, this is also hip hop's 50th anniversary. So we're going to continue our little series about hip hop. And we're going to be doing the years 1999 until now. Yes, child. Yes. <laughs> Let me ask y'all a question. Because what? this was on my mind before, but I forgot to ask. <laughs> Do y'all know the difference between rap and hip hop? Or is it just interchangeable? There's some things that'll be like hip hop, and then it'll yeah. be like rap, and then it'll be. I think uh, rap can be hip hop, but hip hop can't. It's not always rap. Does that make sense? That does. So like, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Like hip hop could be. It could be like <laughs> hip hop R and B. Like it could be like a rap song uh, collab, right? Or mm-hmm. it can. Or it can be hip. I feel like hip hop can also be like a. Um, like a style, like a tone, like a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, you know, rap is a like a certified genre that falls underneath that umbrella. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. It makes a lot of sense. I was yeah. confused. What were you going to say, Dami? I was going to say the same thing. I think hip-hop is the umbrella and rap is just one of the parts mm-hmm. of hip-hop. Because I think mm-hmm. hip-hop, I think of like hip-hop culture. So everything, mm-hmm. rap, exactly. breakdancing, DJing, like even spray painting sometimes, like break dancing, mm-hmm. all that is hip hop. But then the rap part is a part of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's it. No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking, I was just thinking about it. It was a, a passing question that came into my mind and I was like, you know, I know this is hip hop, but should we I we're technically talking about rap songs and hip hop in the culture yeah. of hip hop but yeah they're often interchangeable but they're not necessarily the same things and like y'all were saying hip hop is the umbrella hip hop is the the culture the whole thing um and then mm-hmm. you know yeah rap is just a part of that it's the subgenre yeah. it's the you know it's in there so even um 30 years ago 1993 Hip hop versus rap was a song by KRS One. And he he basically was saying in that like rap is something you do, hip hop is something you live. So mm. Mm. Yeah. that's a good way of yeah, good way of um, that makes thinking sense. about it. Okay. So, yeah. So in other words, all rap is hip hop, but hip hop is not only rap. Correct. It's all different things that encompass it. So yeah. Cause some people what? call don't people some people call Mary J. Blige like the queen of like Hip-hop, hip-hop soul. Hip-hop and- soul. Yeah. Yeah, soul, yeah. Soul. Hip-hop soul, yeah. 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 
which is i guess that is her like that is i don't yeah. i don't know anybody else who i guess she's the only she queen. had the look she I don't had know the, the baseball else. cap and yeah, yeah. maggie like so the, the she was hip-hop but yeah. she was giving soul through her exactly words. yeah exactly yep. Ah, look at us. Come on. This is a music Ooh, podcast, bitch. Put it yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. Doing it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Y'all want to get into the music? Of course. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Dominic be sounding like a little kitten. Who was that? Meow. 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 Dommy? Is that you? Dommy, just because of that, you going first. Oh, right. my God. Meow. Meow. Well, then. I don't have no like kitten sounds. <laughs> yeah, fine one. Fine for the next one. Thank you. <laughs> All right, y'all. So again, just as the first part, it's hard to choose only three songs. Mm-hmm. So hard, especially so because so hard. this is our era. This is yeah, we grew up so on what we're growing up on, yes. what we're listening to now. Yeah, yes, we're listening to now. What we grown and developed as adults listening to. It's like yeah, it's so many stages where I could just pull <sighs> from. But it was so hard. Uh, these three songs pretty much came from my middle school to high school years because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's when I grown into yeah to the woman I am now so and uh, another reason why it was hard because it's like there were so many greats that came up in our era and so I just chose in three songs that featured collaborations make okay. it easy for me okay I like mm-hmm. the idea mm-hmm. so the first one I know we talk about Drake maybe every episode and <laughs> it's hard not to talk about her because well, he's very popular you can't you can't miss is. him Ever since Jimmy from Degrassi just been, you know, doing his <laughs> thing. So, ever since. Ever yeah. since. Ever since. I can't, I cannot I deny it. find your love. Ever since that song? Oh, my god. Ever since that song. <laughs> ever so, since speaking of Thank Me Later. Yes. yes. 2010. <laughs> this song is Miss Me. Okay. Miss me a little when I'm gone. I just hope that you miss me a little when I'm gone. Motherfucker, goddamn, kicking bitches out the condo like Pam. Getting money every day. I'm a yeah, yeah. Woo. Yeah, he came out. Man, the listen. Thank listen. God for Cash Money. Uh, say it again. Yeah. Cash <laughs> Money. Thank God because you know why. <laughs> so many greats came out from that so band group. So many greats. So this is one of my favorite songs from Drake ever. I remember, yes, I remember that a snippet of the song was leaked like before it was released. And of course, it was released on the radio. And of course, it was by Funkmaster Flex. Of course. And if y'all know Funkmaster Flex, he's yelling all the time, dropping bombs. I hate this fucking song. (laughs) (laughs) Stop playing it. He beats with Drake all the time. We're just like, what? (laughs) But anyway, he leaked the song. And I remember they kept playing that part. And Drake stands for Do Right and Kill Everything. I said, what is this? Listen, listen. <laughs> what is this? Listen. <laughs> what is this? Girl. Not this man. Like, not since, Jimmy. Since the jump. Since the jump. So then, of course, it finally came out. And then I was like, oh, no, nah, like, this is hot. This is hot. <laughs> There's so many iconic lines from Drake and Wayne, which yep. you're not going to forget. All right. Nope. The opening line. Tell me what's going on. Bring me back up and everything I'm ready. What's happening? Shout out to Soldier Boy. 
Shout out to Soldier Boy. I ain't going to bring that up. I ain't going to bring that up. Drake. Drake. <laughs> my whole flow. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, so we have lines, and then, of course you have his notable singing in the chorus. Miss me a little, I'm gone. I remember the ending of my junior year of high school when this song came out. And, you know, I'm prepping for senior year. I'm prepping to leave, you know, thinking about what school I'm going to go to. And I was like, oh, this is going to be my theme song because they're going to miss me a little one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already knew, like, that was going to be it. I used to go in my cat. That might be, like, you know, my lyric in the graduation book, you know what I'm saying? But I just knew like, this, this is it for me. Motto. This is my motto. This, this is my motto. Right. Like, yeah. This is my quotable song, you know, my graduation book. So um, this song sample is Wildflower by Hank mm-hmm. Crawford. Um, Drake explained the meaning of it to MTV News. He said it's a pretty straightforward song. It's a song about being away from what you love and hoping that when you're gone, doing you, somebody out there misses you. It goes from Wayne in situation, and it goes from me in my situation because I'm on the road for I don't know I don't know how long right now. Um, and he brought up Little Wayne because y'all don't remember. Mm-hmm. I remember. This was the year that Little Wayne was sentenced to a year in prison at Rogers mm-hmm. Island for possession mm-hmm. of a gun. In New York, and, of all places. In New York. And anybody who knows about yep. Rikers. Yep. Yep. Rikers is, not, Jesus. Rikers is not a fun place to be at. Um, fortunately, he only did eight years. I mean, eight years. Oh, Lord. Eight months. Say, not a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a year. I was like, dang, I remember it like that. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, hold up, hold up. I was about to say, oh, shit. No, 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 no. Eight months, eight months. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the beat is sick. The lyrics are sick. Yes, it is. I think this is probably one of the songs I'm going to remember from years to come. Like, mm. I still play the song heavy. Nice. Produced it's by, a good one. yeah, produced by his longtime collaborators, Boy the Wonder and Forty. <laughs> Forty, so yeah. you already know. Big shout 40. out to Forty. Big shout 40 out to Forty on everything. Feels like on everything, on yeah. every single song. Can, on every can single I, song. Can, can I just say? Y'all don't talk about Thank Me later enough when y'all talk about Drake. And That's it true. really upsets me. It he came really out hitting. Me. He came out hitting. hitting. It upsets hitting. the fuck out of me. If y'all if your list does not include any songs from this album, you then what? it's irrelevant. I think he just has come out with so much music that people forget it. Not to say that it's a forgettable album, but it's just like I you know, sometimes when I think of Drake, my first thoughts are is like the take care album. But that's not even like mm-hmm. his first main album you know what i'm saying so it's just like i think people are just like oh we totally forgot about that yeah i, I so, know i know it's yeah. a lot but don't yeah. play with thank me later it's a good album yes it is it did for me and just growing up like i just knew like that album was like iconic for me mm-hmm. so it really yeah, was i gotta run you gotta run thank me later back by <laughs> okay um, this song was originally for bun b it's wow. a feature Drake for his third album oh, yeah. called Trilogy. Um, but it Drake. was never released. But the remix to this song actually featured Bumby. So y'all can mm. listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he talked about Soulja Boy already when he was on Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> and he talked about how Drake stole his whole flow, his whole mm-hmm. bar, which he kind of did. But, you know, y'all can listen to it. I mean, if you yeah. listen to a song called What Happened and that came out in tw- 2007, I think. Yeah, it, it yeah. really is the same line. Maybe he so. was inspired. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what Canadian saying that? None. 
I mean, but again, what Canadian is doing as much as he's doing? Period. <laughs> then again, is Drake he, Canadian? You don't know if that Joker is from Tennessee. <laughs> you don't know if that Joker is from right. Canada. Right. He's from Jamaica. Albania. He's from Trinidad. Right. He could. He could go anywhere. <laughs> he everywhere. He really can go anywhere. Morocco. Yes. Yeah. So Drake, yeah. you got him right. Yeah, I got him, bun. Got That's him why bun. he said that, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Love second it. song. Another collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta feature Amma's boy. I had to. But also, I gotta feature my boy. This is niggas in fucking Paris. Let's Jay-Z go. Jay Z and Kanye. Watch the fucking throne. Gotta watch it. Listen. Since we're here. <laughs> listen listen Such let me a tell great you song watch the if y'all don't know this whole song from the front to the bike <laughs> what the fuck were you in prison nah because you're in prison they know the song you know what i'm saying like, oh wow not in prison <laughs> this song is so iconic for many reasons right you have the great jay-z and kanye mm-hmm. collaborating on that what album, a collab what a collab a full album where every full song album. was a fucking big brother little here. brother what an album literally what an album I remember that time vividly. 2011. Yes. Graduated high Otis. school. Remember Otis too? Oh my God. I know. I was going to pick Otis. I was like, you know what? Ooh, that's, it's I so many to pick. It's, it's so many. many. They're going to take it to the moon. Take it to the moon. She does that song on the tour, by the way. Well, just like, <laughs> yes. like the first part. Just a little, just a little, a little song. song. Uh, two greats from hip hop coming together, making history yeah. that will never be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because, you know, the relationship right now is pretty much non-existent and you know i don't think yeah, we're gonna we know like this ever yeah. again yeah mm-hmm. hopefully you know we'll, we'll keep hope um over 10 yeah. years later this shit still fucking slaps yeah i remember this coming out the summer after graduating high school i remember i was like damn now i want to visit paris like i want to be a nigga in paris you know what i'm saying <laughs> we we um produced by the hit boy yep mike dean and Jesus himself. Yeah, of course. of course. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. No. Mm-hmm. In an interview, Kanye West revealed that the song was inspired by his travels to Paris, like a duh. I am art meets <laughs> <Like> a duh. <laughs> <laughs> the sweet spot between Hood and Hollywood, having a conversation with Carl Lagerfeld and Jay-Z within the same hour. When we're in Paris dressed in all crazy at fashion shows, we listen to Jay-Z, Jeezy in Paris. That's what it is. You listen to the song, it's pure energy. Again, yes. I love braggadocious yes. rapping. Um, this song mm-hmm. was such a phenomenon that where a song, this song was made into a children's book, which is titled Wait, Friends what? of Paris. You know, Wait you can't get into Paris. You know, Wait a minute. It's like, it's like kids' Bob. You know what I'm saying? You got you got like kids. Bob. I didn't <laughs> know that. Clean it up. Yeah, Clean it up. Clean it up. It's literally a children's book called Friends of Paris. Oh my Wait. God. <laughs> yes. What? What a good fun fact. Yes. I'm going to get that for my, my little one in a couple years. Ah, yes. No, I'll give it for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the gift from Matt. And also at the time, French President Francois Hollande, Hollande <laughs> used this track in Come a campaign on, video French. while running for office. Yeah, I took French high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many samples. So this song is built around a synth bell loop. Uh, from the Dirty South Bangas Music Library. So it's, it's like very similar. Um, contains vocal samples from Baptizer Scene by Reverend W.A. Donaldson. And of mm-hmm. course, it samples a snippet of a line 
by Will Ferrell in the film, in the film Rays of Glory. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what it means, but it's provocative. It's provocative. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the people the going. Keep the people going. <laughs> it is provocative. This is a, oh God. It does. Uh, it's, they, it does. It, that intro is perfect. That intro is perfect to the song. It's yeah. a perfect song. And um, of course, again, memorable lyrics. Psycho, I'm liable to go Michael, take a pick, Jackson. Tyson, Tyson, Jordan, Jordan Gay six. six. How you name all the iconic motherfucking Michaels? All the Michaels. Mm. All the Michaels. That shit is crazy. That shit crazy. That shit crazy. Literally. <laughs> that shit crazy. Everybody was saying that shit too. <laughs> oh right. my god. And even Just, more than yeah. that, what's Gucci, my nigga? Yeah. Was Louis, my killer? My killer. What's, what's drugs, drugs, my dealer? What's that jacket, my, my jeweler? Bruh. I can say I'm the illest because I'm suffering from realness. Got my niggas in Paris and they going gorillas. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> she like said, Jacob, we get married at the mall. <laughs> Again, if you don't know this song from front to back, like I don't, yeah. I really want to question where you were in 2011 because real. it was really that good. I and I want to be real quick. Okay, I remember vividly seeing Dami dancing to this song. In the quad at school, oh, the quad. With, her red, with her red jacket, she had these twisties in freshman year. Wait, I remember that. And she had a red coat that she ain't never let go to the sun yeah, came out. Old navy, old fucking navy. I don't even know what that red coat is, but I remember she was little red Riding Hood in the quad. We wore a fucking jacket everywhere, everywhere. Yes, everywhere. How we knew it was you. And she and Neca, she and Neca, and and I, we were all dancing to Niggas in Paris in the quad. Yeah, that's we like was, the, niggas in you sciences. <laughs> niggas in you sciences. Literally, literally, literally. Because it wasn't any of us. Wasn't And then quickly, one. fun fact. I mean, it's a few fun facts, but I remember the main one is like when they perform the live, they will perform it multiple times because. Yep. It got the crowd going. Yes. They performed it up to about twelve times Jesus. during their show yes. in Paris. Like Jesus. it was that big. It was that big. Yep. And I kinda regret not ever going to a show because I'm yeah. like, Man, I could just imagine that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, nobody's running this back again. Yeah. I saw yeah. them live. I saw them live in Philly. Did you see that? Did you see that one? Of course. Oh, wow. And they ooh, did ooh. that song at least five times. And we was they JC was hey, saying jump, jump, <laughs> jump. And we was jumping, girl. <laughs> let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, mean, I love great. that. Uh the Illuminati did they thing with that song. They did their thing. They did their thing. <laughs> <They're> crazy. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. But that song is, is everything. Uh, and then lastly. We brought this song up before briefly because mm-hmm. we were celebrating one of our co-hosts' lovely nuptials. Mm, um, yes. And this is one of the songs she included in her wedding. <laughs> this is International Players Anthem, Ooh. I Choose You by the Underground Kang, Gigi Kang, <laughs> Future Outcast. Yes. Man, these girls are smart. Respect, these girls are smart. Play your part. Play your part. My bitch a choose it, lover. Never fuck without a rubber. Never in the seats like it on top of the cover. Money on the dresser. Hey. Top notch hoes get the most. Get the most, not the lesser. And just like Ama said on the first part, you cannot talk about hip hop and not include the South. You just can't. Nope. And I nope. think, especially in the later years of how much the South took over. Especially the artists in Atlanta, the artists in Texas, like you had to include them. You yep. had to include them. So yeah. yep. I had to end it with one of the best songs ever made to me. 
To me, yes. Okay, to me. Fight your mama. Damn. Who you fighting? Yeah. Who's fighting you? Who's who fighting you? Who's fighting you on this list? 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 So, yeah, Al Cos is one of my favorite hip hop duels of all time. And of course, Gucci K is just a Houston, Texas icon. Yes. Um, so, this was released in 2007. <laughs> Again, this is like end of middle school. Um, this is from their this is the second single from their fifth studio <laughs> album, Underground King. Um, so I didn't realize how much this song was a banger until of course I got older. Yes. Um this song was produced by DJ Paul and Juicy J of mm. Mafia. Yes. Right. And originally it was supposed Mafia. to be <laughs> Yes. It was originally supposed to be UGK and um Three Six Mafia. Mm. But after the release, after them winning the um the Oscar. Sony was like they were trying to ride out that song. They're like, nah, like we don't want you on this song. And wow, that was, a, mistake. On it. That was wow. a big mistake. Big mistake. Wow. Um, sample song was sampled. Song sampled Willie Hutch. I choose you. I choose which you. you could hear about the whole song. Mm-hmm. Um, you could feel and hear the influence of Houston all mm-hmm. through the song. Yeah. Even though, of course, Al Kai's yeah. from Atlanta, but Atlanta, it's, yeah. it's definitely a Houston trill type of song. Um, each rapper on this song had their own style, and it just, yes. it just sounds so cohesive. Yes, it did. You know what I'm saying? I was on YouTube, and I was like, you know, being like Michaela, reading the comments, because the, the comments be having some gems. <laughs> they, be, they be so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, everybody talk about, like, you know, what they thought of when they first heard the song, where they were when they first heard the song. But like one comment that really stuck with me, someone said, um, Andre wistfully saying goodbye to his life of uh, promiscuity to enjoy a life of marriage, choosing the right one. Pimp C flipping it completely and choosing the best chick to pimp yep. and make tons of cash on. <laughs> Bum B showing Kaysen his pimping skills immaculately, giving a resume to be chosen by the real money makers. Yep. Only to seal the deal with an incredible verse from Big Boy, encouraging you to be cautious with your sex life. Yep. And it was to perfect. not get trapped in a vicious cycle of child support. Yes. So, period. Yeah. So, you had the breakdown yeah, where you have Andre 3000 talking about getting out the game. Yeah, you got Pimp C talking about highlights of being in the game. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. Bumby trying to recruit the hoes, mm-hmm. and then you have Big Boy talking about the consequences. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the beat, and the beat change for each one of them, though. Like every I love player, about it. every yes, type of player is is represented in this song. Every type yes. of player mm-hmm. is represented. Yes, yep. it was, and it worked. It meshed so well, and of course, like this song is so fun, but mm-hmm. the music video, hilarious. Yes. Yes. Hilarious. music video hilarious yes. funny so many very good cameos. so many features cameos mm-hmm. yeah of course we have Fonsworth of where course Fonsworth where Fonsworth been I don't know where he's been though mm-hmm. he's been quiet mm-hmm. we, we gonna pray for, for the brother um but <laughs> during that quiet. time Doesn't you didn't have Fonsworth in the video <laughs> like wrong. he might be okay yeah doesn't always can mean I not, anything's wrong. Can I not still pray for my brother? You were praying for something. It didn't seem like it's something wrong. No. You don't, you don't quiet. Pray it's got to be something wrong. When you don't only pray when they're, when they're in a low. You pray you're when right, they're right. right. In the good times and oh, in the quiet times, too. Okay. Yes. Yes, the quiet times, yeah. I pray that brother's doing well. Yes, we do. We do. 
Thank you for your I'm contribution dead. to hip hop. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> my sister, fun fact, has a picture with him when she went, her and my mom oh, went on does. a little trip together to California because mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I think my mom takes all her kids back except for my brother to Germany. So we all go back to our birthplace and oh, her, cool. she found, they were on Rodeo Drive and he was out and she was like, ain't that that, ain't that, that man? <laughs> That that man. That, that man that be dancing. <laughs> that, that man. They, they took, yes, they took a picture together. I said, Aww. Oh wow, that's so Aww. cute. I love, I love that. that. I, think my, I don't think my sister knew who he was. I don't know. My mom did. How old was she? Maya had to be about like five or six. Girl, she didn't know that. Oh, yeah. She didn't know that man. I mean, Maya is pretty hip though. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. She's pretty hip. Especially because okay. we have an older brother and they were always like together. So mm-hmm. he might have showed her the videos and stuff but like just like you were chris but i don't know i don't yeah i don't think she knew him (laughs) (laughs) i have to ask i have to ask that's so cool yeah that's That's so cool so yeah like it's a forever classic in the south but it's definitely a forever classic for me yeah Um, just quick little fun facts this song was number 10 on rolling stones list of the 100 best songs of 2007 and it was Mm -hmm. number one on the top 500 greatest songs of all time of course Wait, really? Of Number course. one? Of no, no, no. 91. 91. 91. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest song of all time. I heard the list. I said, okay, yes, it is one of the greatest songs ever. She said, Number one. Over on 500, yeah. I was like, I'm saying, Aretha Franklin? Aretha Franklin? It gotta be Riri. I'm sorry. They above Aretha? Oh no! Who did this? Rolling Stone? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Pull up the list right now. <laughs> right, right. That's not you to see your sources. <laughs> no, but Sing ninety-one. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, but ninety-one is still high. It's high. Greatest song of 100. all time. This is not yeah. just yeah. pop. So, like, yeah, pretty high. That is high. Fuck. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, those are my three songs, all those collaborations, and I try to fit as much greats in the in my three it's songs. Hard. You know, it's it's so it is hard. hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. It's it is. Uh, it's so hard. Yeah. Mama, you want to go? Yes, ma'am. I will go. So <laughs> <laughs> my three songs range from like in the middle school to the first year of college. Mm. So again, mm. makes sense. It just, it, I don't, I don't know. It just makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, this was yes, like we just said, this was extremely hard. But I got to kick it off with you know, I'm always shout out back home. Uh, Hustler music by Lil Wayne. Goddamn, mix the hit a nigga in his head with this one. I'ma paint the city red with this one. I'ma head with this one. See you fucking with the ball. Woo! Listen. <laughs> that is my favorite Lil Wayne song. Wow. It, 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 yeah, so this song was released at the top of 2006 as a second single from Lil Wayne's classic, The Carter 2. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, and although it did not do that well on the charts, it went triple platinum on my iPod Shuffle. Okay, my little iPod Shuffle with the little bedazzled jewel stones on it. Yes, yes, and it's and I feel like people in New Orleans like they <laughs> loved it. Of course, like people love that song, and over the years, I think everyone has had a greater appreciation for this song. But yeah. like when it came out, it just wasn't as big. I don't know why, but it just wasn't. But I think now, like it is a well-respected Lil Wayne song, like. People always mention that when they mention some of his top songs. Um, and, you know, like, 
I could say that this is his song. Like I said, this is my favorite song of his across all his albums. I feel like a lot of rap heads could debate me until they blew in the face. I, be my guest. I said what I said. Like, it's, it's, I said what I said. I feel like it's, it's the best song on the album. It's my favorite Lil Wayne song. Y'all do what y'all got to do. Mm-hmm. So let me ask y'all this. Who do y'all think produced this song? And who do you think produced the Carter, the Carter 2? Just think about Wayne. Think about his history. Who do you think produced this song? Just guess. Chris. No. <laughs> um, if no, Chris produced Chris. this song, I probably wouldn't be here. I, I, I Not, wouldn't be here right He was a new producer, so he get no credit on it. <laughs> no, so that's Burn. so we know it's not Chris. Anybody else? Who you said? Who you said? Birdman. Birdman. <laughs> Hell the fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yes, no, but, but you know what? That was a decent guess because cash money it makes sense. So, that was a big guess. That was a good guess, I guess. You know, Birdman hand rub. But the person who, the people who produced this song are some of the same people who produced on the album. Um, is a producer named T Mix and a producer named Batman. Mm. Now, does Batman ring any names? Any, any ring any yeah, bells? Yeah, immature. Yes. Yeah. It was Mark, motherfucking Marcus Houston co-produced this song, y'all. Now that's a that's a fun fact. If if I ever had one, that's so crazy. Marcus motherfucking Houston, and he also produced. He produced a couple other songs, but he produced "Grown Man," which is the song I talked about on the podcast before. I random as fuck. This is the first album that Manny Manny Fresh did not produce on, and Marcus Houston produced like four or five tracks on this album. I, mind blown. I know Batman. I listen. I couldn't believe it. I had to do some digging. And my brother actually sent me a video talking about the same thing. And I was like, oh, shit. That's why I, I said it, really, it's, it must be true. Right. That's why, right. I, that's, right. That's why I guess Chris. Chris be working on the cover. Yes, exactly. Come Listen. to find out he's Batman, actually. Right. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> but no, no. Batman and T-Mix produced this song. And I, I love this. I love the production so much because you have like some like the live, like the percussion and whatever in the background. And Wayne's voice is like so smooth and calm over the over the drums and and all of the like the stuff going on in the back. Like he's literally writing the beat so smoothly. You know, we talked about flow last episodes of Rock Him. Like he had that flow in this song, you know, and you gotta love it. And of course, it has the catchy ass hook. Baby, you gotta know that I'm just out here doing what I gotta do for me and you. So we eating. So bitch, why the fuck is you tripping? I'm taking these chances, my head to the sky. Listen, that is so catchy. That is so yeah. incredibly catchy. I love, love, love the hook. And there's actually a YouTube video from his um remember when everybody used to do MTV unplugged back in the day? Like mm-hmm. even the biggest stars did MTV mm-hmm. Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he had his unplugged performance and he only performs this song for like a minute and a half. But the performance and the delivery of the song was so great. Like he has amazing breath control. Um the live there's a live band in the background. There's a there's oh, the, nice. the beautiful background singers. Like it was my favorite part of the unplugged episode. But this this song, favorite Wayne song, I love it. Two thousand six. I was the it was the end of middle school for me, end of eighth grade, going into um, high school. My I just remember hearing my brother always play this album, and this is the song that stood out to me. And I I played it like every night going to sleep on my iPod shuffle. So hustler music, Lil Wayne. That's my number one. Shout out to New Orleans, of course, as always. Mm-hmm. Now yes. I'm at number two. Now we moving to college. My freshman year of college. 
My second song is a song called Too Deep for the Intro by J. Cole. Mm. Hey. Yeah, partially functional. Half of me is comfortable. The other half is close to the cliff, like Mrs. Huxtable. These boys got them hoses and clips. They pack like lunchables, like white boys in grade school. Oh, yes. J. Cole. He was yeah, definitely college. He was definitely, yeah. he was definitely all college. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what was oh, that? The Forest Hill Drive album? Is that the name of the album where he's no, on the the gra- garage? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like that. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. major one that I could think of. But yeah, yes, J-Mo, Oh man, oh man, oh man. I don't even know how I discovered this mixtape, but this is from his Friday night um, right, like, mixtape. Maybe <laughs> it might have been Rachel. It might have also been my brother. So who knows? Who knows? But this mixtape came out in two thousand. Um, came out in two thousand ten. But I didn't listen to this until like the winter, spring of two thousand eleven. So my second semester mm. of freshman year. And honestly, this mixtape got me through. Like it got me through that second semester. It got me through finals because I had a rough first semester of college, like most people who went to our school. <laughs> That transition, <laughs> transitioning. Oh my God, yeah. That's I had a, you make it to the second semester. So girl, that's a blessing. Listen, they don't be lying when they say, look to the left, look to the right. Girl, because the person next to you might not be next to you. Literally, the oh. person to my left was my roommate who didn't survive after a year. Like, for Jesus. real, for real. Yeah, so, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this this mixtape, like it got me, like I had the lowest grades in my life when I was like a freshman and I was so distraught and, and honestly, I didn't realize until later that I was actually depressed, but once mm-hmm. again, it was the music that really lifted me and brought me back to life and yeah. this mixtape is probably one of the reasons that I got through. So one of my favorite lines on the mixtape, not from this one, but from the mixtape is when he says, hey to the college kids, no scholarship starting your semester, unpacking your suitcase, filling up your dresser, enjoy it while you got it. After that is God bless you. Life is your professor. Know that bitch is going to test you. I said, mm-hmm. ah! oh, preach. Not in, in my in chest. Right now. We living in that right now. That's a word. That's a word. <laughs> Not in my chest, J. Cole. That was yeah. from his Bill Maddox song, but um, too deep from the intro. It sets the tone for the whole tape, and it's actually the second song of the mixtape because, like he said, it was just way too deep to be the first song. Like the intro is just kind of him saying, like it's just kind of him like mumbling like a little bit over over like a piano beat, something real light, and then it transitions into this song. Uh, but according to a genius annotation, Cole begins Friday Night Lights with a personal and motivational cut on never giving up on your dreams. In his three verses, he raps on un- underprivileged upbringing, on his underprivileged un- upbringing, his first time with a girl, and his desire to achieve his life's goals. So, like, mm. just trying to, like, dream and get out there and be successful, like, I really resonated with this song. And it was, like, at the perfect time in my life, second semester, freshman year of college, struggling trying to find like my motivation to just do better be better trying to get out this world this darkness that i had and this song like really really hit me and in my opinion this is the best (laughs) mixtape ever made in my humble opinion not just my favorite j cole this is the best mixtape ever saying a lot I know yeah. the Wayne heads are like, nah, you, what about the drought? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. What about no ceilings? I get it. I get it. It means a lot you. to you. This mixtape means a lot to you, which, does. which I can understand why you would say that. Yeah. It yeah. does. Cause those themes are pretty like, like they pretty like consistent throughout the mixtape. Um, yeah. No, no skips. Every single song is a big banger. And it takes me back to when I first heard it. It's, 
like executed flawlessly. And the icing on the cake is that it samples uh, Didn't You Know by Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, I hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep hearing it. It sampled. And it's, it's like a higher pitch version of it, but yeah. that is the sample works so perfectly with it. Um, and it you already know what kind of vibe you're going to get when you hear that sample. When you first hear it, yeah. yeah. So you mm-hmm. already like set your mind for like what you're about to listen to. Man, this is, is this too deep for the intro? If so, I'll find another use. But just in case it's perfect, let me introduce. It's cold. I had a dream and so I made a move. A little ass nigga who just so happened to stay in school. So rap for hustlers and motherfuckers that hated school. Said that's for buses hurt that shit and I made it cool. It's safe to say that I'm gifted as, as if I'm Christmas shopping. I got gangster niggas lining up in that missions office. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, we know about that. <laughs> so he, he his flow is impeccable and this song is is my favorite J. Cole song. Good song. On the, on the best mixtape ever made. So yes, too deep for the intro on, the fr- on Friday Night Lights. Love, 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 love. Now for my last song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all know I like to set up a scene, so picture it. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, I gotta, like, I gotta play like a clip. Yeah. You go down. <laughs> right. With go the, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let me go let ahead. me set it before you play. Let me set it up. So picture it, like Sophia from Golden Girls. Um, Nineteen. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> the, okay. So the year, the year is 2010. So we're still in 2010. It's Thanksgiving break in college and i'm in chicago spending the holiday with my cousin joy and her son freedom mm-hmm. we go to the movies to see the black trauma film for colored girls oh, Ooh, and then, oh and then, why would y'all say that for thanksgiving oh why my you gonna god and then after that traumatic as depressing as experience <laughs> called cinema tyler perry cinema we go we go to Target because we need some type of release and some type Pick of joy. Yeah, and I know right. y'all cold because what is this November? I know y'all November cold. in Chicago, child below twenty know. already. Frostbite already. Mm. <laughs> right, we go to Target, and I remember that. Oh my gosh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy just dropped, and I've been <sighs> waiting to buy a Kanye album in the city of Chicago my whole fucking oh, life. Wow. Oh wow. Wow. So we get back to her car. I pop the CD in her CD player. Yes, boys and girls, a CD player. And I hear, you, you might have think you peeped the scene. You have. <laughs> the real one's far too mean. The watered down one, the one you know, was made up centuries ago. Oh, they God. made it sound all <laughs> whack and corny. Yes, it's awful, blasted, boring, twisted, fiction, sick addiction. We'll gather around, children. Zip it. Listen. Dark Fantasy by Kanye West. Yeah. I fantasize about this back in Chicago. Mercy, mercy me, that mercy will I go. Hey. That's me, the first year that I blow. How you say broken Spanish, me no I blow. Me drown sorrow in... Listen. Oh my gosh. Don't listen. <laughs> she don't. Oh, no, no, you listen. 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 You listen. <laughs> all I, all I said was, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stop you. That's all I was gonna say. I knew I wasn't gonna say no more. <laughs> Listen, is that Nicki Minaj in the beginning? No, that's Martha Zolansky, aka Nicki uh, Minaj. Oh, <laughs> so <it is> Nicki <laughs> Minaj. Martha Zolansky. You know she got multiple personalities. That was Martha. Oh my gosh. That Can was we get much higher? 
so high. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Listen, my life was never the same after I heard that fucking song. And that's the first song on my album. my life was never the same i was already a huge kanye fan at this point in my life but this Mm -hmm. album honestly is what catapulted me into standom for the next seven eight years after that album came out yeah that is that's what took me to the next level like always loved kanye since i first heard slow jams in 2004 Mm -hmm. but this is the album where i was like i would i'm gonna go to war as a as a fan, as a fan, like I did, Stan wasn't even a yeah. wasn't even a term yeah. back then, but that's what I was for like yeah. the next seven or eight years. This mm-hmm. is the album that had me cursing out dudes that we went to school with, as well as <laughs> as well as fussing with someone who eventually became the husband of one of our friends. I'll tell y'all about that off. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my gosh, I can't. With you. Literally was fussing and cursing at these at these men over Kanye because but but I realized later that they were just saying things to trigger me because they knew I was crazy about Kanye at the time so I <laughs> you know it is what it is oh god but I got my roommates freshman year and my friends from freshman year like hooked on this song like they would all sing that oh can we get much they were singing like a choir and I was mm-hmm. like a proud I was a proud mama watching them all singing I used to just sit there and smile Aww. like yes I taught y'all well I didn't play this song so many fucking times <laughs> Um, but this y'all this is how you open listen listen and listen to me closely because Beyonce said it best people don't make albums nowadays they just make singles right they don't they don't mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. the whole thing this album this is a complete album from start to finish and this is how you open a motherfucking album holy mm-hmm. shit like the intro with Nikki doing like the play on Cinderella by Roald Dahl like that that is how it's the, the artistry like the thought the creativity that goes into it yeah yeah I'm a, we get it we get it we know we no, know. let, let <laughs> it rock because you know she never she always be like I wasn't gonna choose Kanye because I know I thought we, we y'all know I know soon. I'm giving <laughs> y'all taste I'm giving y'all taste <laughs> she just she just gonna host it I'm not gonna say nothing I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, this is just, I'm just giving y'all a little taste of what I could do when we talk about Kanye and the music uh, we talk about the music the music <laughs> no we not we, we gonna do both <laughs> yeah but I don't any, no we love music <laughs> but I don't I don't know if y'all knew this but Tiana Taylor is actually singing those back she's singing those background mm-hmm. vocals so mm-hmm. if you listen to her you like oh you can hear her and that's of course yeah. when she was doing the good yeah. music stuff the good Fridays and all that but yep. produced by Kanye the RZA Mike Dean Come and on, Jeff Asher, like you could hear RZA influence all through this like mm-hmm. this oh yeah the beat that feels like yes. yeah mm-hmm. that so it's like, absolutely yeah. iconic Kanye spitting over the beat effortlessly just drop him pours um and he also opened his Coachella set uh with this song as well so um I just I would just say that there's no greater rap opener than dark fantasy argue with your daddy that's all I gotta say (laughs) well on that note let me get into my my three (laughs) my first song (laughs) is coming from Compton Zone uh, mm. Kendrick Lamar. This is yeah. also hey. featuring Jay Z. This is the remix to "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe." Ooh. Yeah. Up in the clouds, me and my spouse. Rumors on the ground, getting too loud. We turn them shit down. 
Down, 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 down. down. <laughs> That's a good one. This is from his critically acclaimed second studio album released in 2012, Good Kid, Mad City. Ooh, classic, um, classic. This song classic. was produced by, yes, such a, such a good, he came out, this is second album, sophomore album. He came out hitting. Yeah. Um, I think this is like yeah. when, when he signed to a major label, but yeah, definitely mm-hmm. good. Um, the song was produced by him and Soundwave. Uh, this album was my first introduction to Kendrick. And I know some fans listen to Section 80, which is his first album. But yeah. you could tell yeah. he's influenced by... <laughs> <laughs> you could tell he's influenced by West Coast gangster rap um, throughout this whole entire yeah, album. Absolutely. I really like this song. I wanted to add a little razzle-dazzle by choosing the remix because it's one of my favorite <laughs> remixes of a song. And it's a true remix, as we talked about before. Like You have it remixes is. and they don't change the lyrics. They don't do anything. Yeah. But he really went in on this as well as, well as Jay-Z, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I like the remix much more than the original, honestly, for this one. And that's not always easy. Really? For, yeah. That's not always easy for me with artists, but I like the, the remix much better. Okay. Um, yeah. I love his wordplay. I like his flow on this. I like what Jay-Z has to add to the song. I like when he's like, I'm looking to be the guy MC. You look at my hat and you see the thorns there. I look at the game and see porn there. I'm fucking this industry hard. I'm bagging yeah. this money. Keep bagging your honey. You thought I was fresh out the yard. Yeah. Don't try to be dumb and you're lightweight. They tell me you nice and I'm like, wait, wait. Go get wait. a knife. You're looking like steak. And when the stakes are high, I stake out for days. I just love mm. I love that. I really like the production. Yes the entire of the entire song and most of all i just love what the song has to say like don't kill my vibe like mm-hmm. hear it. i'm feeling some sort of, sort of way don't kill my vibe mm-hmm. um the cover art for the remix has michael jordan and like kobe bryant and they're yeah. like they're playing against each other from like a december 97 game um which i think signifies a lot like it's representing jay-z as jordan obviously kendrick <laughs> as kobe um, and then like how the two diff- generations come together, how they're competing against each other, how the torch is being passed again, yeah. um, down to another great artist from one great person to another great person. And like also being co-signed by Jay-Z, that's, that yeah. must feel good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So this is a fun fact. Once Kendrick heard Jay-Z's verse, which was a surprise to him, he knew he had to come up with like something better, some hard hitting lyrics. And it took him a whole day to do that. A day? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Which paid off, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Um, he yeah. said in an interview with our favorite DJ Funk Master Flex. Um, <laughs> when I heard that thing he sent back, I said to myself, I can't be no floozy on this motherfucker for sure. All them years of being in the studio, all them years of writing, all them years of freestyling and just being a student of the game don't mean shit. If I can't live up to this track, at I least mean, by a little bit, being beside a legend in it. So he did what I he mean, had to do. He hey, did. Yes. He did. What I what I love about Kendrick is that, like, to me, he's like a humble cat. Like, he be talking his shit when it comes down to, like, with his, when he's rapping. But, yeah. like, in, in life, he seems to be very, like, humble and cool. Like, he knows he's good, but that yeah. doesn't, like, mean anything to him. Like, his focus is about longevity in the game, mm-hmm. which is, which I love to see. Mm-hmm. And he, he come and he drop he drop bangers, go on tour and everything. Then he disappears. Yeah, yeah. And he disappears. And he disappears. I love that. 
Yeah. He might have so been. He business. talks about how great he is in his music. But after that, yeah. I was like, damn, yeah, he's quiet. He's dope. He goes yeah, from like quiet. Quiet. I love it. <laughs> he <laughs> said, I got to go live some life so I can make some more music. He's doing great. Like, no. Do a burpees in the Compton Park. The, the hood, the hood burpees. <laughs> <laughs> My second song is a collaboration again. Um, Schoolboy Q featuring Kanye mm. West. Oh. That part. Bang this shit in the hood one time, little bitch. I'm back and bobbing. Tell that ugly bitch to move away. I need more options. Broke them fix your pockets. All I do is profit. Quarter million switching lanes. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we know, Schoolboy Q, Quincy Matthew Hanley is Kendrick's co worker on TDE. That's the government. (laughs) (laughs) This is my favorite song from his uh, 2016 Blank Face album. Blank Face. Mm -hmm. Um, This song. Or album rather marked the inception of MJ3, which is our little my little sibling group that I have, because um, we all have the same initials. We all so we're all MJs. Um, but I remember in 2016 we went to go see Schoolboy Q um, during his Blank Face touring. He had uh, openers like Ace Boogie with the hoodie, and he also had Joey Badass. Mm. Um, yeah, and this was a really cool outing. Like. You know, we had a good time. We went to New York. We was on the train. Um, we were trying to keep up with our brother because he was walking so damn fast in the, street, <laughs> in the streets of New York. We were like, hey, like, you don't see us walking? <laughs> um, and like he was, uh, that's when he was really into like starting photography and stuff like that. So he was, he brought his camera and I remember him like taking photos of us on the subway. So it's a lot of fun. That's nice. And then like me and Maya, this song, we used to go around and just be like that part, like to each other. <laughs> <laughs> we used to just random stuff. We'd be talking. We'd be like that part. And then all of a sudden, you know how like you have an inside joke with your sibling. And all yeah. of a sudden my mom would come around the corner and be like, what part? <laughs> and we'd be like, mom, what? She's like, oh, what part? We, we, we would get so bad. We'd be like, girl, you don't even know what you're talking about. Right. And we singing the song, she'd be like, what part? <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> I really like... Yeah, she was right. very serious. I really like Schoolboy mm. Q. I think it's something about, like, West Coast artists. They're, like, so hood and then, like, hard and gangster mm-hmm. rap. But then they'd be so mm-hmm. laid back at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'd be I all, like, it. West Coast time. I but they'd be, it. like, real... They'd be banging, you know right. what I'm saying? right. <laughs> Um, yes. we all enjoy like we said before time and time again a good braggadocious and boastful hip hop song and this is exactly what this is and a lot of to- times you know songs they talk about the best watches the best cars the hottest chicks in the game you know mm-hmm. and that's exactly what this song is about you know that phrase that part is very much a west coast phrase but um, it's just basically like an exclamation point Mm-hmm. And it's to emphasize mm-hmm. whatever you're boasting about. So it's like him when he's saying quarter million switching lanes, that part. So he's talking about his flashy car mm-hmm. and how much it costs and that he be riding it down the highway. You can't miss it. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously who better to add to this than Mr. All About Me, a.k.a. Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines that Kanye says is beggars can't be choosers. Best of this ain't Chipotle. <laughs> nigga with an attitude I feel like O'Shea walking living legend man I feel like Kobe 
Yes. He just, just yelling yes. at us. He just yelling just at right. us. Literally was yelling. But yeah, I love that part. AKA what my mom would say. What part? What part? What part? <laughs> what part? I, lo- I love that. Yes, that became like an inside joke between me and Maya. We started using it on like our passwords when we lived together and stuff. Just like <laughs> to the Wi-Fi. It was like, what part 22? It was like, <laughs> <laughs> love it. So my last song, I wanted to do something a little bit current. I wanted to, of course, include a female rapper. You know, I think they need to get the love. I think hip hop now is more female forward than it's ever been. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think I feel like I listen to more females in hip hop than I have males ever in, in my life that mm, i can think of okay yeah yeah mm, i, I think so that. i mean I my that, go-to yeah. like hip-hop you know megan the stallion yeah. millie mm-hmm. ken the man and all that i mean of course i like jay-z of course i like drake but yeah i think a lot more women ain't nothing wrong um, with that yeah this song is from big lotto and it's <laughs> put it on the flow <laughs> I've been acting brand new. Bitches acting like they running shit, they really ran through. I spent that 500 before I ever trap you. They thought I was gonna fall off. I hate to bring you bad news. Throw so many racks of. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a banger. Can't even see the flow. She first teased this song on uh, her Instagram earlier this year, and then she released it after um, she performed a longer version on Coachella in April. So in this song, she's talking her shit like she usually does. Mm -hmm. Through so many racks, a bitch can't even see the flow. From Atlanta to LA, the only time I'm back and forth. Cheap niggas make you pick, rich niggas give you both. Mm. Give the Bentley to the valet and let the nigga drive the boat. Mm. I love it. And I love her little hook. She said, I done done it all. Feel like shoddy low, laughing to the bank. Shit is not a joke. Mm-hmm. Say you got problem, imaginary smoke. Bitches said it's up, then put it on the flow. Damn, it's, the accent. It. it's the accent for me. Yeah, yes. you got to. She from the south. Yeah, you know she, she, she from bitch from the south. So. ATL shawty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she. Yeah, she from like Ohio, Ohio. and then she went to yeah, and then she really from <laughs> Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Um, but song. yeah, I really I think that music now is changing, and it feels like. Women are dominating the yeah. hip hop stages, and yeah. I wanted to showcase someone who was really like forging her own path. And yeah, definitely, I think she also learns from her mistakes. She's somebody who will learn from different experiences and then like correct it. So that's why I like Lotto too. And I think that she's one who will have yeah. longevity yeah. in the game as well. So, I mean, and I also there's a lot of songs that are like made for social media. There's songs that you know, that are very TikTok, IG, Twitter forward. And then we all mm-hmm. know, like, Rip Me Out the Plastic became... Right. Child. People was about to die in a club. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they had that sign for the babies? Like, nah, it's for adults too. Because yes. y'all, was y'all was doing a lot. Like, y'all was doing a lot. Close. Doing so much. And you know, that I, I guess that's <laughs> like what hip-hop is doing now. It's becoming more commercialized, more yeah. pop, more social media forward even though this is not necessarily a social media song there are artists that make music for social media or there are they think about like oh i can make this song shorter so it could be on tiktok the full song Mm -hmm. or this or that so yeah yeah i I really like this song 
That short song trend is definitely a thing, but I, this is this is a full length song. I love this is it. This a full length song. Yes, yeah. exactly. I love it. But this song did cause a little bit of a stir with uh, Koi Larae, um, because course. apparently she said in the song that smoking on that gas blunt big like as Koi Larae, and Koi was like, um, she had tweeted Lotto by here you go talking about my body, and then she said, please do not come on here and talk about nobody's body. LOL, like, seriously, out of all things, you blunt my size? This shit is never ending. And Lotto oh really gosh. had to, she had to, like, girl, I she love you. She had to your break body. it down. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not coming at you. So, you know, Coyle Ray came on, she back and said, like, she might have overreacted. Yes, yes, ma'am. Might have. Come on, girl. Come yes, on, girl. Because nobody yes. thought, like, oh my God, like, she come up on her body. Nobody thought no, that. I didn't no, I not at all. Not at all. And apparently there were a few people who were vying for like a remix spot. You know, there was Glorilla. She was, I think she had made like a little mixtape of it and um, mm. Young Miami. Although I can never really call her Young Miami. I'll be really wanting to call her Carisha. Because when That's I see like, Young Miami, sometimes I'm like, who is that? That's why she be mad at y'all. She said, stop calling me that. Well, uh-uh. ever since ever since they started calling her Carisha, yes. Yeah. You couldn't I can't help it. I can't help it. But apparently Cardi got the spot. Cardi B got the spot. And they also released a video for the song recently with um mm-hmm. a cameo from Offset. So those are all mm-hmm. my songs. Those are good. I just I just want to note that Kanye made an appearance in all of our lists. I just think like, that's so funny. Of course. Yeah, of, of course. course. Like, that's so Why funny. do you think it's funny? Be- because uh, this, you can't deny the talent. That's that's the short that's yeah. the short of it. You can't deny the talent. I don't I think we ever do it. though. That's the thing. I don't yeah. think we ever have denied his talent. I, yeah, no, I'm I not think... talking about y'all. No, no, I know y'all respect yeah. music and all that. I'm just saying in general, like I feel like a lot of times when people are talking about music and stuff like that, they kind of brush him to the side because of of course all of the fuckery and the tomfoolery that he be doing, which is yeah. it's I understand. Yeah, when yeah. we're talking about the music in, in general, like it's a part of like. Are growing up and a part of a lot of memories that we have for different reasons, so you can't deny it. Absolutely, absolutely. How do y'all feel like um, hip hop has changed from the first twenty five to the last twenty five? Very experimental. I, yeah. Yes. 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 And I'm, I don't yeah. have a good thing or bad thing, but it's very experimental. Yeah, it's just a thing. Yeah. I just I'm sorry, like. I know we, we talk about like old music and all that stuff, how I like old music, and it's true, but I'm definitely always willing to at least listen once. I, I'm struggling because I really don't be understanding what these dudes be saying a lot of the times. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting flashbacks to when like our like parents and stuff used to say the same thing, and I'm like, maybe this is how they was feeling. Because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they saying. I wish I knew what they were saying. <laughs> yeah. I can't really, it just be like, I don't be... I want to understand. I want yeah. to be in it, but I just you feel like read maybe the lyrics while you're yeah. listening to it. Maybe I gotta read the lyrics up. It's not going to say they like being like a hater because it's like mm-hmm. we have Busta Rhymes and right that was rap Twister. Like we Twister, yeah, Twister, but we would yeah. know still what they were saying. Like it was still yeah, I, I would well, still. So I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. It I, sounded good. <laughs> It did sound good. And of course, the production was a lot better. And that was another thing I was going to say. I feel like not all, but a lot of production, it sounds the same. I feel like I'm listening to the same beat, same song. Like I'll listen to some of these artists and these, their songs all sound very similar or the flow is the same. I just, 
it sounds so manufactured and less mm-hmm. authentic. I just yeah. want some a little bit more authentic authenticity. And, yeah. and not just that, like what I noticed, <laughs> at least within the past five years, they're sampling a lot of songs that we grew up on, right? Yes. And the thing is, like the sampling yes. is so lazy. They're really just pulling the sample and then pit play. That's literally nothing. what I wrote. Chopping the yes. screw, no nothing. And it's nope. weird because, like, of course, you talk about Kanye and how much of a genius he is, and like other producers who was able to take a, a sample from the seventies or from the eighties chop and, and screw it, chop yeah. and screw it, and did everything else to the to the you point you couldn't even know it was that sample. From. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So I noticed Not- that. That's kind of been pissing me off. It's like it's lazy as hell. Yeah, it's so I lazy. Think the first twenty five years was definitely all about establishing the genre establishing themselves sure. like talking about what was mm-hmm. important to them and i think like these past 25 years is all about like well what can we do to turn it up what can we do to make it different what can we do to bend the genre to yeah. I, sometimes to be more pop focused or to have that commercial success yeah. um which could be a good and bad thing and then yeah. i think there's also like you know more rise to rappers slash singers you know it was never really like that they always had singers come on but now mm-hmm, the yeah. rapper is the singer or auto-tuning a lot i mean the, remember there was that whole auto-tune yeah, yeah back in the day that's but yeah, yeah all of that all of that but um but yeah it's <laughs> sh- yeah shout out to t-pain yeah. um yeah. but yeah i think it's i think this time like people are just like doing their own thing what works for them and I think it's going to be harder and harder to classify what is actually rap, what is actually hip hop now. Child. Um, as the next, you know, few yeah. years go by, because you're just like, dang, yeah. this isn't, this sounds yeah. totally different than what I'm I, used to or what I consider this, you know, yeah. consider to be hip hop. You, you know, I, was like, I don't know if I could see hip hop in the next 50 mm, years. Like, we, we're celebrating damn. 50 years right now, yeah. but the next 50 years, I don't know, because it's already blended so much where, like, it could be pop. Yeah. It could be electronic. It could yeah. be something else. And it's like, yeah, where do you have that distinct? Of course, we have lyricists, right? But I just yeah. feel like the lyricism is being drowned out by, I don't know, these beats, this production. I don't know. It's just not. Yeah. I don't think it's about, it's not about, you know, lyrics anymore. Like, you know, back in the day, it was about like oppression and what was happening around you, what you saw in the tough streets. But now it's like a totally, totally different lifestyle. Like I, th- I think it's they, they've lost the art of the story. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's a, that's a part of it. Like how songs progress with each uh, like verse, or even in the same verse, right? With each bar, I feel like the art of the story has is lost. People just talking, and it's not necessarily cohesive. Um, yeah. So. But you know, when I when I also think about stories, I think about how like a lot of songs make me nostalgic. So you you when you hear "Hot in Here" or when you hear "Lean Back" or when you hear Nas, I know I can. You can remember different parts of your life when you hear those songs. I, yeah, I feel like I'm losing that with some of the newer music. Like I can't necessarily associate it with a memory or like a year. Yeah. Or like that. Y'all wonder why yeah. I can remember the years the way I remember it is because the music memory really takes yeah. me right back there. So yeah. but I don't really. Yeah. Have anything like that in the past few years mm-hmm. who do you guys think it like has longevity like who will be around <laughs> like queen latifah has been around for a very long time yeah um you think ll cool j has been around for a very long time buster rhymes yeah. there's so many jay-z like nas yeah. everybody yeah. has had a very long uh career and you know established themselves who now do you think can establish has established or is establishing themselves to the point where they can 
stay here for a long time. Girl, Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we I have, agree. Yeah. It's Drake. Yeah, you I agree. Drake. I mean, Drake, Kendrick, Cole. Yeah. Those, I, I think Megan Thee Stallion, easy. too. I think mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion. The yeah. only reason why I hesitate is not because of her, it's because of everybody else. Oh, it's it's the external stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. I could understand that, but I'm talking just like music wise, like longevity in the career. I know, yeah, I know, but that's, that's what it. I mean, though. No, no, like, no I, I get I it. Feel like I get that it. would we'll kind of get in the way, yeah, of the longevity piece of it, because people yeah. just be hating. Because people just be hating. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, yeah, Nicole, Lil Wayne too. I think I don't know if he'll ever make music again though. I put, but I see I put Lil Wayne in the generation before. I feel like Wayne, Kanye, Jay-Z, you can put them all in the same thing. And then you have Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. And then I don't who comes after Drake, Kendrick, and Cole? What's the next generation? A group of rappers. Tyler, Y'all... the creator, he might, you know, oh, he yeah, might have some Tyler. longevity. Okay. He's already, um... Who did you say? <laughs> Wait, who did she say? She said Big what? Sean. And the reason oh, I'm shaking my head right now is because... What? Where is he right now? You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, huh. some people could yeah. say some people maybe think him too. Yeah, Big Sean or um, who else who was else? I thinking? Yeah, yeah, who else? Jid maybe. Like I think a lot of Dreamville has a lot of good rappers too. They TDE have good rappers, has, but have some good rappers. I don't know, y'all. I honestly, I'm not even trying to be a hater. I'm really trying to think mm-hmm. about the next, the next up. Travis Scott. I think. I think. Some people would yeah. say him. I don't. I, I think I Not see him more as a producer. Yeah, definitely. Like that will keep him as a, in, in the game, but I don't see him like as like an artist. If that makes sense. Damn, really? So, as, or, or like a rapper for you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So have you listened to his like, new project? I was gonna say his new project is is, is given. Oh. I know who I'm, I'm not asking. Gonna say Jesus, I'm asking Dami. But a lot of people, like, yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> but a lot of people was like, is is low key baby Yeezus. Okay. And and I guess it makes sense. Wasn't he like a part of production for Yeezus? Yeah. Yeah, he did produce on Yeezus. Um, and some other some other songs too. Hmm. I that mean, makes sense. Uh-huh. I just think that maybe we shouldn't confuse like someone who's a lyricist versus being an artist, right? Because mm-hmm. there's lyricists wow. from the first 25 years of hip hop that's not right. relevant now so it's, it's definitely more than just being a lyricist and I mm. think that's, that's why it's hard for me to say like you know members from Dreamville or TD are going to be like long lasting because yeah they can rap but like yeah. I guess we need more than that what about Nicki Minaj oh yeah I think so I mean she's can't, she's can't forget her. lasted this long like no, I think no, she no. can yeah. And she knows how to, like, despite all that other bullshit, but as far as music is concerned, she knows, she has, like, the ear. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, she knows what is going to pop. She does. And what is good. And what fits her. Yeah, so I think she... I consider Nikki already kind of, like, thriving in her longevity right now. But this is the last 25 years, though. These are artists from the... Yeah, from now from '99 to now, so yeah, no, she got it. She, she definitely she has it. Yeah. yeah, definitely got it. All right. Well, we hope that y'all enjoyed this hook on our yes. hip hop parade, um, <laughs> part two. We're gonna go into the outro. Who's going first? Amma, you going I'll, first? Go Dami, going first? I'll go first. Okay. I'm gonna get this out the way. 
Uh-oh. All right. She's no, rapping no. again, y'all. Yeah, no. here we go. It's our second single. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing my song. Sorry. Maybe another time. Maybe another time. I hope y'all enjoyed the little whatever from last week. But um, <laughs> um so, <laughs> I'm on the page. So Slept On Saturdays, as you guys know, these are songs that I feel like are slept on. And it's not saying that you never heard it, but it just didn't get the recognition that it deserves. So this week, Slept On Saturday, I don't know if y'all have heard this, but it's a song since we're talking about rap. And we actually talked about um, two of these people today um, in our songs. It's a song called Pop It For Pimp by Bun B featuring Webby and Juvenile. So have y'all ever heard of that before? No. No. So this is a song from Bun B's album, uh, Too Trill. And as y'all know, he was uh, one half of the legendary port author, P.A.T. Texas uh, group UTK, <laughs> like Dami was talking about earlier. And the other member, Pimp C, passed away in 2007. Um, mm-hmm. So this song actually came out the following year. And it was a song that was dedicated to Pimp. So it's called Pop It For Pimp, in which Pop It means pop that. You know what it means. You know what it means. <laughs> yeah. What the... <laughs> Not Dobby making that face. But the first time I actually heard this song was in 2010. Again, something about 2010, child. I don't know. But I used to go to this club uh, called The Hanger. I think I mentioned that before in the podcast uh, back home in New Orleans. And again, I was 18, and this is a club where girls could drink free. So when you got when you walked through the door, they ha- they handed you a red solo cup, and you could order whatever you wanted in that cup. There was no limit. So that you, I was 18 years old. Li- operating like that so y'all can y'all already know what kind of club this was hood as fuck smelling like black and mild all up and through that thing okay but (laughs) i had the time of my life at the hangar okay right before college so i i vividly remember hearing this song many a nights at the hangar and um the club will go crazy to the song because it samples back that ass up so when you hear that like it it's it's so perfect over the over the lyrics and of course everybody's shaking that ass when that part come on and juvenile you know of course he's on the song so it makes sense that, they, that he would be there and he has my favorite verse on the song he says go and pop it for my nigga p-i-m-p busy out there with my nigga b-i and p-a-c streets fuck with you and i can see why you a g you could pop it girl but after this <laughs> it's you and me it don't matter if you got a day job or a stripper shake it like you mean it bitch i'm a good tipper it's been a minute damn you ain't got thicker and that ass look better with a nigga on that liquor. <laughs> I'm just looking at Michaela's face. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm smiling. I don't know what you like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> because I don't know what the song sounds like, so I just be like, is this really how they sound? I don't know. That's what he says. So anyway, I believe that's what he pimp. says, but is that how he sounds? Pop it for pimp. Pop it for pimp. Pop it for pimp. Oh Lord. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a shake your ass. Right. The old Lord. Not the old Lord. Oh Lord. Oh geez. It's a it's a shake your ass song. Great for the club. Um in memory of um, Pimp C, Pop It for Pimp, Bun B, Juvenile, and Webby. That's today's uh Slept on Saturday. Nice. All right, Dami. On to the next. Hey. What's going on? What hey. doing? <laughs> All right, this is real quick, and I'm sure most of y'all have seen <laughs> always say that. Always. I know, right? I, I know, but I'm for real, for real. So, what do you think about a library? What y'all think about books? Are you talking about okay. the book of Hove? That's oh. it. 
that's it. Yes, I just talk about the Brooklyn Public Library made Jay Z the centerpiece of a mm-hmm. new exhibit called The Book of Holes. And yeah. Kayla has been to the exhibit already, and I'm sure she could speak on it. Um, this is celebrating the life. You did not prepare um, me. 24 <laughs> times. Oh, well. <laughs> Celebrate the life of 24 time Grammy Award winning artist Jay Z. Yes. And of course, he's also a mogul. So this uh, exhibition features archived objects, including original recording masters, never recording pictures, iconic stageware, awards, recognitions, as well as videos and artifacts from every facet of Jay Z's professional life. Hmm. Yeah. And what's also really cool for, um, people that live in New York is that you can also sign up for library cards and oh, so far they said about 4,000 people have signed up so oh. it's for library yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. as we know Jay-Z is from Brooklyn Marcy yeah. Project and yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing to see someone who came from the streets and now he's a mogul and he's doing his thing and he's being celebrated in his own town so it's cool yes we in so check it out. At first, it was like on the website. It didn't give a date of when they're going to finish the exhibit, but now they confirmed that it's going to run at least till the end of October, but with the oh, chance okay. of it being extended to the end of the year. So. Oh, that's, that's cool. good. Yeah, that's they didn't. Cool. Had, even when I went, we weren't sure. I know it opened July 14th, but yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Cool. We had a good time. Me and Ezra up there just nice. looking at all the photos and stuff. You know, everybody's yeah. taking photos. Like, really, really big Jay-Z fans were there and stuff, so that was nice. I bet. There was one man who had, like, a little... He, I don't know what his problem was, but he was like, I just don't understand why they chose Jay-Z. Why couldn't they choose other Oh, there's always rapper? that one. Was he this? <sighs> God. I don't... He was not... He wasn't white, but he was not black. Uh, I'll there's say always that. that one. Yeah, it was very weird, so I just I mean, I mean, went away. <laughs> Jay Z sometimes I got little, sometimes I'm a little about him, but it makes sense that they would do this. He's from Brooklyn, yeah. Okay, like yeah. He, he raps Brooklyn hard mm-hmm. and rapped about Brooklyn all throughout all of his music. Oh, yeah. He's successful. Why oh, not? Yeah. It doesn't make sense that they wouldn't do something like this. It it makes yeah. perfect sense. I mean, they have they have. Um, I think most of the library was dedicated to the book of hove i mean and obviously you could still study there and stuff like that but yeah mm-hmm. um a lot of like the entryways and stuff like that were dedicated to all of his artifacts like they had the bet awards the sippy cup aka the grammy award yeah mm-hmm. um you know all sorts of stuff up there i like the this little like room that you go through and they have like one of his quotes and then and you go watch a video about him like growing up and stuff like that so it was mm-hmm. cool. It was, it was cool. cool. I was like, all right, I like it. Yeah, good job. It was it was nice. It's like how they put everything together, it was like amazing. You can tell a lot of yeah. people who don't go to the library went <laughs> to go see that. <laughs> Damn, not the read. Not the read. Uh but yeah, it was cool. It was cool. While we were there, cool. I was just like in Brooklyn hanging out and I was like, shoot. Might as well do what the Brooklynites do. Let's go, let's go look at the Book of Ho. Yeah. So I keep thinking you saying the Book of Ho. You know what? It's Book of Ho. It's getting late. But yeah, it was cool. I if you're on the East Coast, you should go check it out. It's fun. You can make a whole day out of it. You know that part yeah. of New York is really is cute. It's nice. So mm-hmm. maybe cool. I'll show a video of it. Like I mean, I was about to say, yeah. I really some, some you, t- you can make a TikTok. Maybe we'll see. Talk about me. 
Ha, ha. We still ain't one for Amos. Yeah, that's right. exactly. Uh, At least for a dancing one, but we ain't gonna go there, girl. Uh, <laughs> Miss Roy, Miss Royal Blue, we ain't gonna go there. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's enough. All right, y'all. We appreciate you guys listening. We hope you have a great rest of your week. That's Happy enough. anniversary! Happy fiftieth episode to us, y'all. Congrats. Yes, we made it this far. Love y'all so much. Love y'all. Love y'all. This is a crazy business. Responsibility will never be with us. And this is why I'm always out of town. Ain't no trying with us. But what I think about our trouble, it seems like I'm the only one to run store up with you see. I struggle so hard to remove his lips from your face. I keep running, man, but ain't no way I'm winning. This race. And then I'm supposed to be my vision. It's so hard to see you and separate.